Hello everybody, it's time for another BDSM Noir Anonymous Confession. This one today seems really full of passion, but I like that though. I'll get it started. It says, I like how detailed you explain things. All your medical lingo when you explain what is happening in our body in subspace, podcasts, etc. makes my pussy wet. I imagine you tying me, blindfolding me, teasing all my senses. Sight impaired, touch, my hands and feet are tied. But you trail what I assume to be a paddle across my body, giving me chills. The smell. Pheromones off your body, making me wetter. The taste. My own wetness on your fingers after teasing me. Hearing the sound of your voice calling me baby girl. TMI, I'm soaked. Hmm. Well, I gotta say, words like that does, uh, bring in more motivation to this podcast. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty flattered here. <laughs> it's good to put a smile on somebody's face. But, I will say it is true. Since your deprivation does have a way of increasing the moment and uh, helping you bring you to the edge, especially when you add the fingers, toys, whatever you can find, creativity can do so much. If you want to put the time in. But speaking of creativity. Today. I want to talk about something that we all know. Another kink that's pretty well known. I'm going to be talking about exhibitionism. Now. I'm pretty sure you can probably think of uh, anybody doing that. A streaker. Whatever guy running around the football field or whatever getting butt-ass naked, doing the whole thing. It's basically about exposing yourself in public, butt-naked. Pussy, tits, balls, dangling, don't give it. Yeah, just let it all out. Now, people keep wondering, what would make somebody want to just throw this stuff out there and say, to hell with it? Like, hey, you all got our kinks. Some find it to be uh, quite liberating. You never know. Everybody got their own thing. Um, now some may call these an exposure, but another person may be a fun, fun ride. But now, in the history of this, they have shown that women have been doing this since classical times, and a lot of times they had women in groups who have men, whatever, into committing or assigning them to commit to some public action. Now, an ancient Greek historian. Um, I don't know if I'm even saying this guy's name right, but Herodotus gives an account of this kind of behavior from the 5th century B.C. in histories. He said when people traveled to Bubastus for the festival, this is what they do. Carrying their overflow for the people, a huge crowd, men and women together. Some of the women have clappers, while some of the men have pipes. They would play throughout the voyage. The rest of the men and women would sing, clap their hands. 
when in the course of their journey they reach a community not the city the not the city of their destination but somewhere else they steer ooh here we go they steer the ship close to the bank some of the women carry on doing what I have already described them as doing but others shout out scornful remarks to the women in the town or dance or stand and pull their clothes up to expose themselves every Riverside community receives the treatment now a case of what appeared to be exhibitionism in the clinical sense was recorded in a report by the commission against blasphemy in Venice in 1550 now in the UK the fourth draft of the 1824 Vagrancy Act included an additional clause or openly and indecently exposing their persons which gave rise to difficulties because of its ill-defined scope. During the, scope, the course of this kind of debate on the topic in the Parliament and the Home Secretary, Mr. Peel observed that there was not a more flagrant offense than that of indecently exposing yourself to the immense extent in the parks, you know, wanting exposure. And I gotta tell you, man, how far we have gotten from that. <laughs> you know, but, but anyway, with things like smartphones and laptops and hidden cams, uh, indecent in, in exposure now, you got people seeing all kind of stuff. Now, it was also another term first used in 1877 by a French physician and psychiatrist called Charles. I know I'm pretty sure I'm not saying this last name right, but Charles Lazine, famous of various earlier medical forensic tests, uh, texts, discussed genital self-exhibition, but <laughs> sexual interest is acted on with a non-consenting person or interfered with a person's quality of life or normal functioning. It can be diagnosed as an exhibitionist disorder. I don't see why it would be a disorder, but I guess everybody does have their, uh, <laughs> they do have their way of looking at it. I guess to me, I know in the kink realm, we may see things a little bit differently. And what well, was that time period would be a whole lot different perspective as it is now. Yeah, I would say death definitely now. But anyway. It was basically saying that the highest possible prevalence of the disorder in men was about 2 to 4%. And it was thought to be less common in the women. But in the Swedish survey, it said 2.1% to 4 of women and 4.1% of men admitted to becoming sexually aroused from exposing their genitals to a stranger. So, you know, in case somebody says you feel like doing it, you can tell somebody. Do you realize 2.1% of chicks and 4.1% of guys want to expose and get hot, get hot from that? Yeah. It's good to think about. <laughs> but anyway, a research team did ask a sample of 185 exhibitionists. How would you have preferred a person react if you exposed yourself? And the most common response was, well, 35% was, would you want to have sexual intercourse? And then another one was 19.5% was no reaction necessary at all. 15% said show the practice also. 14% admire. 11% any reaction. And 
A few had anger, disgust, and, you know, fear. That kind of stuff happens, you know. But it just shows how we vary from person to person. We're human, you know. It makes us uh, add a little more, uh, what's the word I can go for this? Excitement, I guess. Can't all be the same, you know. Now, personally, I would say that one of sexy ways I've seen that happening, people walk in parks and wear the coat or let's say late at night. Sometimes a dom may or a dom may walk their sub throughout the middle of the night and have them butt naked. It's a risky thing, but you know, I've heard of that happening where they walk in the night, no clothes on, maybe shoes, depending on how they want to go about it. And they get a thrill from walking around there knowing that at any moment, somebody could see him. Some random guy walking his dog and felt like thinking of the night might get a lucky, lucky show. Or a woman. Either one. But there is definitely a thrill to be had from that. And um, I would not say it's for everybody. I mean, yeah, to walk around like that, butt-ass naked, you're definitely taking a risk. Especially if, you know, oh, let's say, you know, cops get involved. <laughs> but with some, hey, it, it's, it definitely worth it, you know. Yeah, take a precautionary measure, I guess. Or for those who like to go and have sex in, uh, second the bushes, the forest, either way. No one can get caught at any moment. There definitely is a little bit of thrill there. Or sometimes a dom or a dom may want to show off their sub to others, the strangers, other people. Have them expose themselves as a uh, part of their kink. And the sub likes to show themselves in a way where they get a thrill as well. That part of them exposed and vulnerable. It definitely hits home in a way, you know. But I think that I'll just leave it at that. But before I do close, I will say, for everyone who is having trouble dealing with corona and all this, that to hold your loved ones close, keep your mind steady, focus, don't lose track of what's really important. And don't let the panic get to your head. Make your decisions slowly and carefully. Protect what's important to you. And live on. And I hope all is well. For all you who are listening. And for those who might be struggling. That might be kinky, but we all have life too, you know. Outside of kink. But anyway, that's all I'll say for now. I hope you're all doing well. Until next time. Hello, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any kinky stories or confessions that you really want to have me read on this podcast, you can just send it to my email at bdsmnoirlife at gmail.com. 
or you can find it in pretty much my bio on Anchor on my Instagram. Anyway, if you also want to find more bonus stories or ASMR, you also can check out my Patreon. I'll be constantly be putting more and more content of whatever comes in my life. But anyway, until next time.